Coming live from Knoxville, Tennessee, USA is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Victor Manzo, spiritual and business coach. Welcome to the show, Dr. Victor. Thank you for having me, brother. I'm excited to be here. Same year, same year. And we'll be talking about Decoding the Matrix uh, because that's also the name of the book, Decoding the Matrix. Because a lot of people just know about the Matrix movie. So we'll first uh, try and understand about what exactly uh, Matrix is. But let me just, for the audience, tell them who exactly you are, what's your background. You are a certified patriotic chiropractor who has become a spiritual business mindset author and podcaster. And, and a business and coach, and you are author of three books, which is most recent one is the Decoding the Matrix, which was released in May 2022. And you are the creator and host of the Mindful Experiment podcast that has over 400 episodes. Now, we have given some background about you. More people will know as you talk. So what exactly is Decoding the Matrix all about? Uh, can, can how, how does... A simple person like me understand. <laughs> so the matrix is, is you've got to define it first and understand that. And the matrix is another term for the term for it is the co- human collective consciousness. So when you hear that term, some people go, what is that? And imagine that every single human being has a consciousness level of where they're vibrating at. Um, and when we say the word vibration, that sometimes throws people off. Just think of it as we averaged every human being's thought and emotion and what they focused on. That's it. That's what creates your vibration. So your thoughts and emotions and what are you focusing on is going to be the thing that sets your vibe. Now, if we average all the humans out in the entire world, that is the human collective consciousness. I call it the matrix. And this is something that we want to be very aware of because the the thing about the matrix is, is wherever it's at, it's consciousness level is at, that's going to be experienced for humanity. So to keep this kind of simple, if, if the matrix is not, is under a vibration or under a consciousness level that doesn't support life, we are going to see more things in our world that are showing that what's an example. Well, look what we would do. We had COVID that went through. Look at the world when it comes to species, endangered species. Look how many more species are becoming more, or animals and so forth are becoming more endangered. Look at our, our life when it comes to the oceans and, and the purity of our rivers and so in, the, in our air. You start to see that things are not really supporting life. You look at humans and look how many more diseases and illnesses we're starting to have, how higher the rates are getting. This is the matrix and the vibration and the consciousness level where it is that gives these type of experiences. Now, to break it down a little further, though, the matrix, though, is not just humanity. It's also submatrixes that make up the whole thing. So continents, then we go down to countries, states, so we go down to cities, towns, and then we get to the, the family units, friend units, and then we get down to you, the individual. And so when you look at this, this is why when we look at different cultures, there's, there's a conditioning of some sort of a, a vibration of some sort that allows for that existence to be in some way. We have this in business when it comes to specific businesses or business in general. We have this when it comes to all these different things. There's nothing wrong with the matrix. It's not good or bad. It just gives an experience. And it's up to us to become aware of that because when we can understand that there is something that can influence me in my mind, 
But not only that, this matrix also influences our subconscious because from age zero to seven, we grew, we were learning about this world, learning through our parents, learning through our family unit and so forth. And they were conditioned in some way. So it's like an ongoing effect. And the key thing for us is we want to become aware of it because if we don't get intentional with our lives and start tapping into what really matters for us, what really we value, what we want, then what happens is, is you're going to live a life that you think you're in control, but you're not because the matrix will be influencing you. And that's what I call in my book, a mental prison. You're literally stuck in a place thinking that, oh, I'm trying to do this. I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden you keep hitting walls. You don't understand why. And then eventually you get, you get so burned out from that. We stay in a life of comfort and that is not good for, it's not good for humanity. Imagine if Elon Musk stayed in comfort. Imagine if Steve Jobs stayed in comfort, right? They expressed the uniqueness of who they are. They expressed their gifts to the world. And they they stayed out of the matrix and kept their vibration up. I mean, look at billionaires during COVID. Uh, and in, in the States, everyone was like, oh, businesses are suffering. They're closing. Nobody's, not, things aren't going well. But yet, billionaires increased their wealth by 56% during COVID. That is living outside the matrix. And whether a billionaire knows they live in the quantum world or they don't, I think they most of them do. Um, that's why they can always, when something happens, they still do well regardless of what shows up. So that's just a little snippet of what the, the kind of the matrix is. Okay. Okay. Now let's uh, decode it further so that we can understand it uh, in a better manner, macro level, how it influences our life. So let's divide it into three parts. One is personal relationships in workplaces and then you are a business coach so in terms of businesses people who are starting uh, uh, their own business actually having a small business freelancers and consultants so how does this matrix influence us in these three spheres of our existence before I get into it, I missed the second one. We have personal relationships, we have business startups, freelancers, and what was the second and, one? And work, work life, because a lot oh, work of people life. Okay. are yes, working at offices or remotely, whatever the structure is. Yeah, this is great. I love this. So personal relationships, just in relationships with self, relationships with, with, our, with our friends, family, and also in, even in with a, a spouse or a partner. Right, We're conditioned in many ways of what a relationship should be like, how we should act. As a male, I should be this way, and it's depending on the cultures. Right, I'm from, I'm from, my family's from Italy, so um, there's a certain presence of how a male should be. This is what they do in a relationship. This is how they do it in a marriage. We're, we're not only conditioned, you know, you're, you're, our, our parents teach us that, right? Like I just became a dad three months ago, and one of the things with my daughter is I looked at my wife and I said, I have to be exceptionally well with you and strengthen our, I mean, our relationship's great, but I have to take it to a whole nother level. The reason why is because I don't want to have to worry about who my daughter's going to end up with. May, you know, because one of the things is, is I'm, she's going to see me, how I interact with my wife. And that's going to condition her mind to think that's how a man should treat me. And so in that retrospect, it's also like how, how, how we see 
relationships in that aspect and how we look at it, right? Like, look, look, look at the, the world today, marriages. Well, there's millennials that aren't getting married anymore. Generation Z's aren't, aren't doing it as much. And well, why is that? Well, maybe they, they were conditioned to think that it's not worth it. Maybe it's for other reasons, but it's one of the things where look at the, the divorce rates, what we see, right? That's 50% divorce rate. It's flat out there and still, still the same. And if you got divorced once, I think it goes up to 67%. If you got divorced twice, it goes up to stuff. So this is programming in the mind. And some people start to say, well, I'm not getting married because it's, it could potentially end up in divorce. Look at those horror stories. Then you, you, you never went through it, but you think this is what it is. So now you've been conditioned in some way. And then how we act in a relationship, how I should treat my spouse, how a man should be or a woman should be or X, whatever. If it's traditional relationships, non-traditional, it's one of those things where that plays a huge role on us and how we act. And we have to ask the question, is this the type of is this the person I want to be in my relationship? Is this the type of person I want to be with a friend? Is this the type of person I want to be with this? Because if we don't become conscious of these things, just start trying to ask these questions. Then what happens is we start doing the same things. Just as like being a parent, you hear this from parents all the time. Crap, I turned into my dad or I turned into my mom. I didn't even, I, I was not, I didn't want to be that way. And all of a sudden I am. I took on these, these traits I didn't want. It's not that you didn't take, it, it, it was conditioned into you and you never took the time to say, well, hold on, let me take a moment here and let me, let me, let me really address what really matters to me. What does it matter to be a parent? What does it matter to be a, a person in a partner, in a partnership, uh, in a relationship? Um, and define that. Because now you're setting the tone of what matters to you and not listening. That's the key thing here. Not listening to what a friend may say going, well, no, that, I mean, that sounds great, but this is how we always done things. Or, you know, that sounds good, but, you know, and they, they limit you in that way. Um, when it comes to the work aspect of life, and this may tailor into business too, because I can kind of put these two together a little bit. Um, when you look at, if you're in a career, a lot of times we think we have to be there for, you know, there's rules and guidelines of how we want to grow. It depends where you are. In corporate America, there's going to be one thing. If it's, if it's in a career of a small business, that's going to be a whole different thing. If, you know, if you're in a startup working for someone, that's a whole different, another aspect to it. But when you're looking at how to, you know, we've been conditioned, I'm just going to go and work in general. So I'm going to blend these two just because I'm going to say very similar things to one and it's going to tie into the other. Is that when it comes to business and life and career, we've always been told we have to work hard. Right. You've always been, we've been right. told that for years. Um, and that's how we've been conditioned. If in, in the business world, it's it's even more. You have to do. We have to give our power away. Right. We have to look outside. What's the things do I have to do? What are the what are the five things here? What are the things here? We're, we're, you hear this all the time. And what what it is, is that, well, what about being? What about focusing on you? Right. Because in the business world, we have to work hard, hard. You got to put the grind, the equity. You got to put in the, the sweat equity. You have to put the hustle in there. You have to sacrifice. Right. You have to sacrifice your time, your money, your family and all these things to be, excuse me, successful. And that's in also the career. Right. If you're working in a career job and you're like, well, I have to spend. Sorry, honey, I can't go to dinner tonight. I have to, you know, the, that you're a little bit more in that you're, you, you have a you don't have as much freedom to a certain degree, but you do in one way. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, what I teach with a lot of my clients is how to understand that you can create success effortlessly. This sounds very crazy when it comes in the business world, but understand I'm speaking from a world of quantum. Business has all been taught in Newtonian physics. Do, 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 do. You do a certain amount of time. You keep doing and doing. Eventually, you're going to get there. Eventually, it's all going to work out. In your career, I'm going to go put all this effort, extra effort. I'm going to do all these extra things, and hopefully, I will get that promotion. Hopefully. But instead, there's a whole other formula that we can use that's easier 
and it takes less work. It's not saying you're not going to work at all, but what happens is, is when you're actually focusing on your, I said vibration earlier today. So the vibration of who you are, your thoughts and emotions, and then where you're, where you're focusing on. If, if you can really hone in and raise that vibration to a certain element, to where it is, to what you want to experience in your life. Let's say you want that promotion. The ideas, the circumstances, situations, or the people are going to come into your life and help you with that. The same thing in business. If you're in a startup, right? They say startups have to, what is it? I think the quote was 60. No, I think it's 80 hours a week. You're going to have to do that for the first year. year and a half. That's Newtonian physics. That's, oh, you got to just keep going. Hopefully it all works. So I usually like to share this example because it kind of hones in a little bit for the whole story. Is that is, We've all heard the story of David and Goliath, right? And for those right. who don't know, David was a king, and there's this big old monster named Goliath, and um, he was massively compared to him. Well, in in the business world, in the advice of what, what we get, we're told what we're told is to do right all the time until something works. So, in the story, if we use the, the standard advice that we get today, take as many stones as you can and keep throwing them. And eventually that one's going to hit. Eventually it'll hit. Just keep doing it. You're going to be burned out. You're going to lose some health. You may sacrifice some family. You're going to do all that, but don't worry. You're going to get to where you want to get to. That's the world we're being coached and told. And then we've been this for years. Quantum's like this. This is what law of inspired action means. David's sitting there. He sees an opportunity. He feels it. He goes, you know what? This is it. This is the perfect moment. Oh my God, this is it. He takes one stone. He throws it, hits him dead center between the eyes, knocks him out, game over. Effortlessly. He didn't have to think. He didn't have to try to figure something out. He didn't have to go and say, is this the right moment? Oh, my goodness. He just felt it, and he knew. He was pulled towards it. That's a different perspective. So when you're looking at career, when you're looking at business, these things are going to pull you to the ideas. And when you can do this and you can trust it, this is the the biggest thing, though, because our mind plays games on us. We think we're so conditioned and so hardwired in this in so many ways. Even for myself, as much as I teach these things, I even tell my clients, I I like to be transparent. There are times where I'll get caught up in the trap. And my wife's like, why are you doing so much? Take a step. Because she knows I teach this stuff and I talk about it all the time. And she'd be like, take a step back. What would you tell a client? And I'm like, dang it. I go, that snuck up on me. How the heck did that happen? And I'm like, all right, let me slow things down. Let me clear it. Let me loosen my schedule up a little. And so those, when it comes to that, we, we get into a state that thinking we have to, but really it's a being element. And if we can really tap into that and really focus on our thoughts and emotions every day, set the intention, that is going to be a game changer because you're stepping outside the matrix. And when you step outside the matrix, now you're starting to choose your destiny of what matters most to you. And you hear these stories, right? But they're so small, right? They're so small in percentage of people who do this. Uh, not this one, just in general, like, wow, they did that. How the heck that worked for them? Oh, my goodness. So those are just some of the, the things that can relate to those. And I hope I answer those in full for you. Yes, 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 uh, Victor. Now, in the movie, The Matrix, a lot of people will, when you, they hear this word called Matrix, they always think about the movie. So let's. Try and help them understand from that movie's perspective. In the movie, uh, it was the sentient machines which wanted humans to live in that matrix, in that artificial world which served them and to use their energies for their own existence. In the world of ours today, who are these people who is it who owns this matrix and who are these how do we know 
uh, because you said that you see during COVID there were rich people whose wealth increased, fifty-six percent. You said, and they are outside the matrix. So who has created this matrix that we are in, uh, and we need to be outside it? How do we understand whether we are inside the matrix or outside it? Because you see, uh, Dr. Victor, you came from a blue family background. You struggled, who struggled with their finances, and then you actually worked hard towards getting a better life for yourself. And you took, had the courage to decide what you actually love to do. From a chiropractor, you came into becoming a business a business coach or a spiritual coach. And maybe, so I just want to start from this. Do you think you are inside the matrix or outside the matrix? So many, so many things. I've never had yes, any, I, I have, okay. I, I ask them all together so that you can answer them all at leisure. It's love all it. yours. I love this question. Out of all the interviews I've had, I've never had anyone ask who controls the matrix. And I love that because in my book, I talk a little bit about that. Um, you see, the matrix exists no matter what. So the universe got whoever designed this whole this whole thing, not just our life and humanity, but animals have a matrix. The planets have matrix, our solar system, galaxy, the entire universe has one. So it, there, it's it's um, it has always existed. But there are people or things that influence and know how to control influence the matrix that could take power over it. And they want to keep that no matter what. And it's it's kind of similar to what you said, the sentient machines and, and, you know, taking the power away from the people and forcing them into a matrix. And, and, and it's basically the, the, what you said is very similar to that, because all it is, is there's entities of beings. I, I don't want to get because sometimes it could sound like a conspiracy theory, but I'm not getting right. to that point. But there's everything has a control mechanism of some sort. And then the keys of the top try to control the minds of the ones below to get them to see things in a certain way. And once they can get them to see something in a certain way, they're influencing their energy, which now is controlling, helping influence the matrix. And when they can do that, when they get influence, they get more power. When they have the influence, they can control behaviors. When they can control behaviors, then all of a sudden, here we go, and it becomes a cycle. This is in every fabric of life. No one gets away from this. This is why when you think of business in a certain way, you're like, oh, this is, this is, this is. But when you think about it, who are the ones saying all that? Who's the ones controlling that industry and saying this is how it should be? That's why I love the term disruptors, because you're starting to see people come in and disrupt the industries in some way, um, which is great. Those are people outside the matrix. When we are doing something that's out of the norm, how you know you're in the matrix is when you're not feeling as vibrant. You have burnout. You're getting exhausted. You're getting fatigued or you don't have this zest in life. You don't feel like you're living your life the way you choose to live. And it's a feeling. It's it, You can get into a thought process, but I like going to feelings because it gets the mind out of the way. And you'll just never, you don't feel like, wow, I really feel fulfilled. Those individuals who are not feeling fulfilled or not leading a soul-filled life, so they're both the same thing. Um is, is, is stuck in the matrix in some way, shape, or form. My, you know, me, I do everything in my power every single day to set the intention to get out of the matrix and set the tone for my day. And, you know, I'm human. I can't, I'm not going to say I'm 100% there all the time. Like I said, I was just sharing it earlier. Like, I get caught up in the trap and my wife will look at me like, hey, you know, what would you tell a client? And I'm like, ah, oh, this happened again. So I've, 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 it happens. 
But the key factor is, is, is as intentional as I can be every single day, I'm trying to just make micro improvements to that way it has less of hold. What I can do now is I don't get caught in it for like a week, a month, six months. I'll sit there and it's literally like within an hour, I'll be going or two hours later, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I getting like this? Or why am I in this thought process? Let me, hold on, let me take a step back. Let me set my intention. This is what I want to do. Why? Because it's what matters most to me. I don't care about anything else. This is what matters to me. And then I just refocus, recenter, and I go ahead and move forward. Right. So then the question comes is that how do normal human beings, how they can, uh, you know, be their own potential and how can they achieve it? How do they make their life such that they are out of the matrix most of the time possibly? And again, I come to the three factors, personal relationships, work, entrepreneurship, business that you are so ineligible. The biggest thing, so if we have to understand what's potential, right? What is your potential? What's your potential in your personal relationships? What's your potential in your work? And what's your potential in your business? It's real simple. It comes from ancient wisdom, spiritual truths, and all this fun stuff. Quantum physics says, and neuroscience even proves it. And that is, if you cannot see it in your mind, you're never going to have it. But if you can see it, that's your potential. It's just that simple. So when you can see, let's say... You're in a relationship, any relationship, right? Business, per, I mean, personal relationship. So how deep do you want to see that relationship go? If you're like, man, I would love to have this. I can see this. This is the way I want to have my relationship with my partner. Here's the person I want to be in that relationship. Here's the, the experience, the feelings I want to have. If you can see that in your mind's eye, that is your potential. Because your, your mind, the way it is and, and the way things are, is you if you cannot see something, it will never happen. It just won't. Excuse me. Quantum physics has shown through the observer effect when you're looking for something, it shows up, it'll turn and shift. And so when you're when you're observing, and that's what you can observe, that's the story or the, the thing you create in your head, then all of a sudden it'll happen. But if you can't, it won't. I can pull in other things like the law of marketing states that a confused mind always says no. If you can't get clarity in the mind, you cannot, how are you going to tell the universe, God, Allah, whatever it is that you believe, or however this life works in that way, whatever you want to call that, how are you going to be able to con- concisely share that story within your mind? So the second thing is that about that, is when it comes to your potential is that the mind can't tell the difference between what you put in there and what you see with your eyes. This And this is so powerful, but yet people don't use it. But then again, billionaires do. When I studied billionaires, tons of them use imagination like crazy. Some of them do it every morning for 20 minutes. And so you can construct a story. Now here comes, again, I'm just, I'm using that as support to what I just shared because now here's the deal. You can construct a story in your mind that you're in your future self. And you can tell your mind and you can play in that dream and that imagination and go, yep, this is my life. This is what it is. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what, and that's your potential. But the beautiful thing about this is the more you get into that world, eventually the mind's going to sit there and go, that's the reality. And once you can start to rewire your brain that way, all of a sudden your mind now consciously is going to have to prove to you that that's true because your mind works for you. You don't work for your mind. And the problem with many people and, and all the ancient, you know, the sages and the mystics, they all talk about how the mind is the thing we have to look over. Buddha talked about it. Lao Tzu was big on that. And it's one of those things where you, you they all talk about the mind and the essence of that. You can use this as a tool because you know, a lot of times people talk about, I got to destroy my ego. I got to kill my ego. And I'm always like, that is the worst advice ever. Never do that. Your ego is there for a reason. 
and you can use it for your advantage. So when it comes to tapping into that potential and, and, and so forth, that's the part where when you really start to imagine the life you want to experience and you can see it in your mind's eye, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in your career or business, whether it's in your health, whether it's in uh, mindset, whatever, you, you can do this in anything. Money, um, you, you want when you can visualize in your mind, you're tapping into your potential. Now, when you keep focusing on that, and keep your vibe high and just keep saying, this is, this is my, this is my future self, my future self. This is how my future self acts now. So you're being now because in the quantum world, there is no time. It's only the present. So you can take yourself into the future with your mind, take that individual of who you want to become. Cause you could see it in your mind and you can bring it here into the present, feel it, know what that feeling is. And then say, you know what, how would that person be? How do they think? How do they move? How do they, this, and you start to act like that person now, regardless. So if you want to be a millionaire, act like a millionaire now. Act like how they think now. Start doing that, and you start to shift the world. This is how you step out of the matrix. But you got to be careful, though, because a millionaire, to some person, they may want that. But what they see as a millionaire can be conditioning also, right? Because movies condition us, what we see on TV, what we watch, what we what we what we've been exposed to, and so it's it's your choice of what a millionaire is. I want to just be very clear about that. That's the huge little significant difference that makes a huge thing. But that's how you start to start to tap into that potential. Not only become aware of it, but now start to tap into it. Right, right, doctor. Now, uh, one thing that comes to my mind is that. Uh, in your experience, in your understanding, when did this matrix come into existence? When did it come in our human existence? Was it there since the day we the humans came on earth? Or was it a product of some, uh, say, industrial revolution or something like that? When did it happen? And who, obviously, that, that will just like to understand if there is a, time spam or is it uh, now that we are when we are actually talking of artificial intelligence and machine learning we'll be actually going deeper into what exactly the movie said and we will be living a human existence but without being neo knowing that we can all we are neos in our own life yeah the beautiful thing we all are neos in our own life and and i love this question because uh, it, it, it all when the birth of something happened, that's when it that's when it existed. So like when Earth, like example, like Earth, right? When Earth first started to exist and it went through all the things that it was doing billions of years ago, there was levels of vibration it was going to. And then when it got to a certain level, then all of a sudden that opens the door to have certain life be experienced on there. And then as that continually evolved, involved, and it raised its conscious levels, more things started to happen. Um, so it was the existence of, you know, humanity. Look at where we are, like Neanderthals. That was, a, that was, it was there since the beginning of when humans started to exist, whenever that was. I mean, some people say it was 10,000 years ago. Some people say it was 300,000 years ago. Um, but that started that, that was the, the vibe. Here's how this works. This is one of the coolest things I love about when I was studying all this stuff. How is it that there are pyramids in Egypt, okay, that were built? No connection. They had no ships at the time to connect to other right. parts of the world. And yet they built very similar, if not identical to some degree, pyramids. That's the matrix, right? Because the human humanity was all at that vibration. Even though they weren't connected, they didn't talk. Or maybe they did. I, I Who knows? But even though they didn't, just from what we understand, how the heck did they, how did that happen? 
right? It's just like, I forgot what it is. The Galapagos birds or the, I'm going to mess this up really bad, but there was like these, um, the, was it birds or I can't remember, but it was, it was like a group of animals. I'm going to, I don't remember offhand, but same kind of concept. They had no contact with each other, but yet they did the exact same thing. Matrix. It's all getting uploaded into this consciousness level, which allows for that experience to evolve in some way, shape or form. Now there, there's, 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 op, there's opposite, you know, there's, there's the main of it. And then there's of course above and below. So that's why sometimes we'll see humanity, people excelling really well above it. And there's people who are also underneath that in some way, shape, or form who don't access to those kind of things. But um, but overall, there's that, again, it's that average. And that's what it really comes down to. Right. Right, Victor. Now, uh, let us understand it. Society, when we made society, we formed rules. Some rules were for the betterment of to make some, some semblance of, you know, uh, peace and prosperity that some rules have to be there for the betterment but then those rules were started becoming binding and they were like prisons uh, that they were putting people into and today we are in a situation where you find rules everywhere and rules are different for everyone else. for a employee the rule is different for the boss the rule is different and for the promoter, the rule is different. It's the same with businesses. You are a small business, so you have to play within a particular field. You cannot go beyond that. So even though we talk about egalitarian, equality, uh, equality, these are all becoming relative terms. And day by day, that gap is increasing in terms. So we can only use these terms. Amidst all these which are semblance of the matrix that we talk about in today's time, you say that there are no rules to life except the ones you create. How does one use this in the present backdrop and make themselves come out of the matrix with a bang? A new big bang, you can say. I love that. Um, yeah, because here's the thing, you, you know, there are rules or there, there's, there's these rules in life that we have to buy. Like, you know, there's, there's certain, like you're saying, criteria that we have to, even myself being a chiropractor, I, I, I have, there's it, being a business owner, I have my rules. And then also as a chiropractor and a licensing board, I have rules that I have to follow also. Um, that's just playing the game called life. But when I say there's no rules, life except the ones you create, these are rules for yourself, your beliefs, your codes, the things you live by what you can think that is possible for you. We all have this infinite potential within us. There's this infinite p- a field of possibilities that's there waiting for you to pick out what it is that matters to you and have that experience. I mean, I lived that. I had, I grew up Italian Roman Catholic. There's a lot of rules that were thrown on me. And I started to little at a time break through those rules and those, those things that I had to be a certain way or this is what it was and this and that. And I was like, you know what, what if I do something, even when I got into chiropractic and I I became a family wellness chiropractor, they were like, you have to work weekends because you have to accommodate for families. You have to do this because of blah, blah, blah. You have to do this. That's all matrix talk. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it my way. And and I'm going to attract people who fit my schedule. And for those who don't, it won't work out, but I don't have scarcity mindset. So I know there's an abundance of people who can fit my schedule. And guess what? When I finally got to that point in my career and did that, it worked out. Like I did better than I did before. And I was working way less. 
because I chose what mattered most to me. The thing about creating, there's no rules in life except the ones you create. You have to choose rules that matter to you. You have to choose things that are, that are deeply important. I'm not talking, oh, that sounds great. Let me go do that. You're in your head. Forget about it. You're not going to do it. Because in the world we live in today with technology and social media and TikTok and all these other things that are out there, we get so consumed in our head and we never step into, I mean, here's the thing. One of the hardest questions I ask my clients when I, or I'm first starting to, when I'm doing a call with them, a free call, what do you want in your life? What's your dream life look like? I get, I, I'm not, I'm not like blown away by this. Cause I had that question asked to me like 15 years ago. And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, this, um, but I just spitter was bad, whatever came out of the top of my head. And the thing is a lot of us don't have even clarity of what really matters. Cause when I do hear someone say something, I'm very intuitive. So I listen to people from an energetic standpoint, their words, body language, if I can, but it's, I can feel their energy. And I'd be like, that's not what you want. And they'd be like, what do you mean? That's what I want. And I get defensive. And I'm like, if you're getting defensive, you're in your mind. That's not what you really want. Let's talk about what really matters. And then once we get there, you can see sometimes they get teary-eyed. Sometimes they don't. But it's like they or you feel the passion coming out or I get excited. That's usually what I'll feel. I'm like, this is what really matters for you. So it's 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 really getting crystal clear with that. Um, I lost my train of thought where I was going. But it's it's important to get very crystal clear with that first and that being authentic to what matters most to you that really uh, changes the game of choosing, the, there we go, to choose the, the, the rules to what it is you want to set for yourself. Because rules are just belief systems or beliefs. And whatever you choose as a belief, once you give it power, that's going to exist. And beliefs are so powerful. They're so powerful, okay? I, I'm coming from a health background. I love to pull things from other areas. So from a health background, you can have a belief that you are healthy, vibrant, and so forth, and you can go that route, and you can literally re- rewire your DNA or re- reprogram your DNA coding from that perspective. That's how powerful this is. You know, you can also do the opposite for negative effects, but it's it's one of those things where that's how powerful belief is. So, utilizing setting codes, I call them codes. I used to go, I used to be in computers, so very simple. A code is just going to run no matter what. Input, output. That's the end of it. So, whatever comes in, it's going to run the code. Here's the output. So codes to me are some I live by to where it's like, no matter what, these are the rules I set for myself. Maybe some of them have other people have those same rules. That's fine. But these are the rules that I live by and I'm governed by myself um, while I play in this 3D world of all the other rules I have to accompany to. Right. Right, doctor. Now, let's understand it from the point of your book. Your, uh, what exactly we have talked about uh, your book, but what people can expect when they uh, to to get into your book from your book how uh, what they should they think that they will learn from that book more beyond than what we are talking so that they 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 understand things more and actually plan out their life better to be out of the matrix so tell us more about your book yeah. So we talked a lot about the matrix and all that, but I get into how the matrix conditions our subconscious mind, how much our subconscious mind is actually uh, part of your, your subconscious. 95% of people are, are, are living on auto, basically on autopilot and their subconscious mind dictates that. That's our past experiences. So it's all the conditioning that we've, we've grown through in our life. And so I, I create awareness to that and understand how that works in different aspects of things. And then we get into, you know, we talked about tapping into potential. Well, I share a couple things in the book of what I share with my clients right off the bat. There's a 
extensive amount of work I have my clients do right in the beginning. And I said, you can't see if you can't see it in your mind's eye, you're not going to create it. So a lot of it's with vision. And I, t- I walk you through the process of the first couple of steps of what I do with clients. And then the, the last part of it, and this is the big part, how we as individuals, you and I and everyone listening to this can influence the matrix because we've heard this before. We, the people have the power, right? And this was always referenced to governments, which is true in that aspect, but it's even true on this perspective that we, the individual hold where the vibration of the matrix is. And we're at a point in life where humans need to wake up. And why is it so important to tap into your pension? Why is it so important for you as the individual to raise above the break out of that matrix to live your potential because your vibration goes higher. Your consciousness level starts to go higher. When you start to do that, the law of association comes in. We've all heard this law where it's like the five closest people to you is who you are or the five, your five incomes or your five closest people that you're around with is going to be your income. Um, But this also plays a role with vibration is that when you raise to that level, not everyone in your circle, has the opportunity, you liberate them to give them the opportunity, whether they know it or they don't, to do the exact same thing. Not the exact same thing you do, but the exact same thing of raising their vibe. And if we can start to do that, it creates a ripple effect. And then we, the people, raise the matrix. So when we look at governments, and sometimes we blame governments, or we blame this, or we blame that, or we we, we see, you were talking about equality issues and all these other things, and all these other things that are out there, right? There's so many issues that are out there. They only exist because of where the matrix is. If we can raise the matrix higher, those things will start to take care of themselves. It's just like looking at the oceans, the Pacific Ocean, right? Everyone talks about the, oh, now there's this big, massive island of just plastics and there's microplastics and look at all these things. Well, you know, if we just raise the vibration, that's going to open door to ideas for somebody who's very passionate about these things to come up with some technology or something to where they can just clean out all the oceans or they clean the rivers or they can clean the air. Things are going to come up. We're going to see better government. We're going to see different financial systems um, that are more efficient to helping individuals rather than what it does now. That's the key of how powerful we are. And that's the pure message of what I'm trying to share in there that, you know, we get so much. You see it so much in the States. We saw, you know, we constantly see it where we see a problem. We go out, we exert. What do we have to do? Right. That never solves. I mean, I'm not saying it never does, but it doesn't get to the root of the problem. It's just you're you're doing it's just like with cancer or heart disease or all these diseases. When people go to all these marathon runnings and all these other stuff, I have nothing against them, but you're not solving the problem. You're just feeding a system to give them more power instead of us saying, well, hold up. We just change our vibe. Then that changes the whole entire system. They don't have control over that anymore because people of influence, people of other things are going to come in and they're going to because there's everyone has their own purpose and where they're here. And it'll help raise the matrix and it gives us a whole different experience. And that's one of the biggest things I try to portray at the end of the book. Right. And where people can get the book. And additionally, with that, how do people connect with you to get your assistance, to engage with you and to get your help if businesses can also want to approach you? I appreciate that. So my book's everywhere. Um, Amazon's the easiest. Um, I have it on. I have it in a, a ebook or Kindle format. I have it in paperback, and I have it in audio. Um, so that's where you can get it there. 
to connect with me, um, my, my website's everything. So um, it's at empoweryourreality.com. Um, if you like what I was talking about, you're a business owner and you're like, you don't have to be a business owner. I, I work with people that are nine to five too, and, or people who are in startups. But if you're looking to like, wow, I want to really level up and I like what he shared today, I do a free call, 30 minutes, and I dive in, get to know your pain, your dreams, life, challenges, struggles, you name it. And then uh, I'll give you a couple tips on top of that just to kind of move things forward a little. And if I feel like I can help you, I'll share how I can do that. Um, I have some free resources on my website, like the Power of Visualization ebook. Um, you can get the cop, you can get a download a chapter of one of my books for free. Um, if you want to connect with me on social media, bottom left corner of the website, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Um, send a message if you have any questions. I love hearing from people and uh, love having a chat. Right, right, doctor. So one last question to you: You have been a chiropractor if I pronounce it correctly. And you understand the spine the best. Am I right? Yes, sir. When you look at the spine, even if the spine exists in humans today, more and more activities of our soul that we are becoming spineless. And if you become spineless or move towards becoming fully spineless, even if you have that part in your body, your mind won't let you come out of the matrix that we are in today. What do you see the future of humanity in that backdrop? How will, how can people get their spine back the way it was meant to be? And use it to rise against everything that forces them back into the matrix to come out of it and live the life that they should be living. That's my last question. What a great question. Yeah, you know, when we look at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use spine as a, as, as a, you know, what is our spine from a metaphoric standpoint? And that is our values of what matters most to us. We've lost that. We, we sacrifice what matters most for fear for comfort, pretty much for comfort. And you look at, I mean, the States has been proven of that in so many ways, right? In 2001, we had the whole 9-11 towers get knocked down. And what happened, they came out with the Patriot Act. Patri Patriot Act. And when you read it or looked into it, you're like, hold up here, I'm giving up a lot of my freedom for comfort. And some people, I may get burned for that one, but it's just, I'm just saying, we, 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 we look at comfort all the time as saying, you know, it's okay to get a little uncomfortable in life. Life was never meant to be comfortable. It, life is all about contrast. And we have to stick to certain values. We did that before. People, we, we, were, we, were, we had family units that had principles that were like, this family unit, this is how they are. And they stuck to their values. I'm not saying to be stubborn or be flexible. That, 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 that's a different conversation. It's just holding to what matters to you and being authentic and having integrity to you. Because to me, the word integrity just means holding, you're abiding to your values. You know, like, for me, I don't care about anything. Except, I mean, I care about a lot of things, but um, what I don't, what I don't, there's a certain two things that I, I hold very strongly about no matter what. Don't kill anyone and don't suppress anyone. Those are the, those are the two biggest things that I am like very like adamant about. Other than that, I don't care what anyone in does. Those are values that I hold to. I never want to, and I hold that to myself. Well, killing, I'll never do, but suppressing someone that is a huge thing. I don't want to. I don't want to ever suppress someone's voice. I don't want to suppress their light. I don't want to suppress their gifts. I don't want to do that with my family or my friends, my my children. I don't want to do that with anyone because that is that important to me. That even though 
and especially as a dad now, this is something I, I have to hold to. So it's going to be fun that my daughter years down the road watches this, watches this podcast and goes, oh, my God, Dad, I remember you were saying that about me. Um, is one of those things where uh, I have to even whatever her journey is that she chooses, I have to make sure that I never suppress her and I can sit back and support her rather than say, honey, no, don't do that. Why don't you go do this? Instead, be like, you want to go do that? Let's talk about why. Let's let's let me let me get into your world a little bit. Um, but I think we as individuals have to come back to values to stick to what's important and come together. You know, because when you can hold strong on something, it doesn't mean you, you got to hate the person next to you that's totally opposite of you. That's not how humans were. We're, we're. we're different. We're all different. And I could prove this in many ways. But at the same token, there are similarities. And instead, if we can start to just hold our values and respect one another, respect each other's world, then all of a sudden that gives us an opportunity to come back together and to reunite. Because all, you know, it's, it's divide and conquer, right? And it's, it's so many ways of the more we can isolate, the more we isolate, the more we can control. The more we can control, the more we can influence, the more we can influence, the more we control behavior. The more we control behavior, the more we get influence. The more we get influence, the more power. And this is an endless cycle that's been going on for over hundreds of years. This is not even longer than that, thousands of years. But it's one of the things where stick, find values that really matter most to you and hold on to them and be true to them no matter what. I promise you, even in the uncomfortable times, you are going to feel so much better about yourself when you do that. Um, it just you hold to a higher standard, a higher ground, and it gives you more fulfillment and, feel, and, 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 and purpose in your life. On this note, it's a special on this note. It's a wrap on this special edition of the KJ Masterclass Life. Thank you so much, Victor. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Wonderful questions. Some I've never had before, and I, I really enjoyed the conversation. So thanks for having me. 